G'day boys, welcome to the coaching section, you wouldn't believe it. Tex has already dropped his drink all over the table. Welcome back Shano, how are you mate? <laughs> Hello lads. Oh, good to have you back mate, you're I've off missed you too. Eh? I've missed you too. Now, what, what people, what our listeners don't realise is all the uh, conversations that go on before we come on air. Oof. And what I've just listened to over the 45 minutes, I will never get back that 45 minutes in my life. Well I'm in shock. It is just laughable listeners. We won't but break. Won't be laughing what you're about to hear. We won't break the confidentiality, we but we're glad you're back, Shano. Very good to be with you both. Do I have some stuff to cover today? Hey, mate, I'm not sure if he's um, um, got a doctor's certificate to claim his um, his sick sick leave. Shano, yeah, but we've Stress got to, leave, we've got to get through this quickly yeah. while he's you still with us. You might have to put a workers' comp, a workers comp claim, mate. Goodness me, did he give us a scare? Mm. But you're well now. <laughs> I'm always well, Tex. What's going on, Shana? What have you been doing for a month? You've been watching the games. What are you doing, mate? Well, actually, I reckon I've watched more horse racing oh. than football games. Is that well, because we you're were doing impressed. some form? Hey, are you I'm... doing some form for the future? Ooh. Ooh. The bull, maybe? Ooh. We have confirmation. Uh, and I'm telling you, our host, um, the big man Tom down there, the mayor of Warrnambool, is going to be stoked that, that Shana's coming, mate. Um, hold your horses, pardon your pun. Pardon my pun too. We're going to have to move, allocate some tasks to the marketing team. There's going to be some events. Oh. Talking events? Well, you particularly are going to be in popular. Coach, no on one the couch. stuff about me. On the couch. You two will be in uh, high We've finally got someone to run the punters club, mate, because last year was a disgrace. Oh. We had a midget running it with some one of um, Tom's rogue mates from Cornwall who was half cut. You're not a midget, are you? I'm small. Oh, right. Okay. But in all seriousness... All roads lead to Warrnambool in two weeks' time. Mate, which way are we going? Are we going via Mort Lake or are we going the other We'll way? have to put it in the maps and see whether we go <laughs> via Colac or whether we take the wide berth. But that's exciting. And we've got a couple of special guests down there too. Oh, mate. Uh, anything else been happening? Mate, what about the religious event happened on the weekend? Easter. Macedonian Easter. It did. Was that no. the same as Greek Easter? No, mate. Oh, well, they no. had it too. No, that's not their Easter, mate. They, they claim, they've got naming rights. They think they've got naming rights. It's Orthodox Easter, mate. So it's Russians as well. Oh, right. It's a it's a it's, it's where a, you do the feast. It's a wide brethren, mate. So where you uh, do the feast, the cook up, the big meats on stuff, the mate. spit. The, the, well, that's why, mate. Uh, um, I think that was the reason why Dakes couldn't make it the other round. Too busy um, um, mm-hmm. getting in amongst it. Um, had the had the pork on the spit. At some stage over the weekend? Well, you made reference to Turtle's physique before, mate, so we actually know why his physique is in the shape it's in. You've read my mind, Shane, as, as he taken to the spit <laughs> over the break by the look of things. Mate, you might be, Like I said to you, mate, a bit of seasoning on you in the microwave for 30 seconds and we might finish you up this evening. You've had a fair next. Easter. Well, happy Easter to you and, and all those Not other... Not interested, mate. The Macedonians. Oh. What about the week before for the Catholic Easter? Oh, mate. Did you Choppers. get involved? Now, that was a no. bigger issue, pardon the pun. Ooh. Not a pun, mate. Yeah, I got the family over for uh, Easter breakfast, brunch. Nice. Beautiful. Bobby's first Easter, was it? Yes, Bobby's first Easter. Ooh. He's uh, nearly 11 months old, little Bobby. Yeah. yeah. He'll be celebrating his first birthday. Every time Bobby Hill kicks a goal for Collingwood, he <laughs> sits down and claps his hands. Maybe we bring him down the bull. In his magpie outfit. In a little holster. He's got his little bang pie outfit. You'll, You'll feel big then, won't you, Tex, if there's a 60-centimetre old little top. You'll be, quite, be quite happy with the coach. And what about world events? Oof, the Donald? Nothing, Is he out of jail, mate? Nothing to see. Move on. 
Well, honestly, I'll just put him in jail and we'll throw just this key make away. him the president now. I can't wait, mate. This will be the best thing that's ever happened to that country. There's something wrong with you. You need to go to the doctors. He, he he's going to get there. Hey, mate. I'm... Dribbling Joe is finished. Dribbling <laughs> Joe. Well, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's got chance, a few mate. problems as well, mate. He's like no. weekend at Bernie's, that bloke, Joe Biden. You seen the way he mumbles and stumbles through anything that he does? Uh, what does what does your friend Donald Trump do? Well, he, he may not. Oh, so what he's done is he's paid What's some he hush money to a hooker. Like he's not Robinson Crusoe. What there. else has he done, mate? Well, yeah, what else have they all done? I'm not too sure there's that many presidents have done that. He's all president wannabes. Don't get me on my high horse. There's a bit going on. Mate. Well, it'd be great for you. You're the only one of the three of us who could, mate. You're the only jockey in here. So. Oh, you know what? Two just... people do you align yourself with: Donald Trump and and George Pell. Yeah. Horrible. Who <laughs> are you, mate? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, I fronted up there. Well, I think I... he's going to be sitting in the trailer on the way down to the. Can building, I just say I went with, to with the horse. I went to eight o'clock mass. Have I got big plastic black plastic bags. You did, did you? Eight o'clock mass on Easter Sunday, and they referenced. George, not in a positive way, but they don't sweep it under the carpet anymore. We acknowledge. Did you get out of there safely, mate? I don't know. You, know, you can't give cash now. You've got to tap. I had to tap for Project Compassion. Anyway, there's a bit going on. We've got over the 15 Easter's that we've had. The Don's in trouble. And, mate, and then, you know what happens after Warnable? Is um, that the vote, the big vote? The coronation of King Charles. Oh, no. The Saturday after. No, it's was, all happening. No, no, I was, I was more concerned. Go on, Shane. Why does it take so long? What? His coronation. Why the pomp work? and ceremony, mate. We've got to work through how we're going to do it, who's going to be invited. No, does Megan get a gig or not? No, mate, she's no, been no, ousted no, by no. Katie, apparently. Does Andrew keep the pecker in the pants? There's a bit to work through there. Yeah. And who cares, really? Well, well, I do as a monarchist. Yeah. 100%. No. I do. It's a big week. There's a bit of medical procedures going on in the household. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought that you'd be more concerned around... Um, when's that referendum on The Voice? Oh, who cares? It's not going to get up anyway. Oh, it's right. late. Don't get me started on that. You're warning me Do, up, do you have to... Leg are you legally obliged to vote? Yeah. They reckon 10%. Yeah. There's some polls saying... We have to um, vote. It's a referendum. A bit like you had to do on gay marriage. So, so they're no, going to well, no, pick a That day. one wasn't compulsory, though. Wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think it was. No, I, I think it was. I don't remember it being compulsory. I think clearly you got... Which way are you voting, Tex? To give him a voice? Yeah. Shit, no. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And, I, and, I, and we could talk about this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to silence them completely. Not <laughs> just partially, right? No, I'm just saying that they have representation now. So they're actually overrepresented. For the, the amount of people, the amount of Aboriginal people who form the population, this is a fact. The amount of people who are Aboriginal in this country versus the number of people who sit in Parliament who are of Aboriginal descent, they actually have representation now anyway. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the do-gooders getting all up and about. And if you let, let them off the leash, God you, forbid what we get. Have you been speaking to the old mate Pazudo, mate? Yeah, you got it all sorted? No, no, Down I, there? no I, I've got to talk to him. It's in disarray, mate. I know. I'm going to stand. Hey? Well, okay. <laughs> There's a line there. Speaking of um, an associated issue... The, uh, like right now, I mean, literally, I know this when when the podcast goes on the airwaves, um, we've we've obviously pre-recorded, but right now, as we speak, there is a, a massive ceremony going on at Victoria Park. I did oh, hear that. Yeah, yes. so so I can't believe that you've actually missed that to be here for the recording. I thought you'd be there front and center. Because I don't care. Listening to the apology, mate. 
Because apology or healing ceremony. Well, it's actually good point, Shane. Apparently, it's a healing ceremony. Yeah. Did you play in that game? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. So is it ironic? Should we do a really quick interview about it? So yeah, maybe we should. No. Okay. No. Isn't it interesting? I reckon it's it, years ago. It, it stinks of spin doctoring by Collingwood to say, you know, they've had to do better report. I think what they did on the weekend was nice to well, acknowledge you. It was in the report. Yeah, but to have a ceremony at Victoria Park, that's what's happening tonight, isn't it? At Victoria Park. Yeah. yeah. Imagine them crawling out. Imagine having a breathalyzer in the vicinity of Luli Street this week. Luli? We don't need to do all this. It's enough's been done. Nicky Winmar's been terrific. He's been the voice of it. Race has got no place for racism in sport. We all know that. But geez, it's I worry how far it's gonna go. Like most things. I was gonna ask like, you if you played well, it. Well, probably where does it stop? So well, healing ceremonies, apologies, like yeah. where does it go? Well you give them a voice and that won't be the end Sorry. of it either. Well you mean you I'm give saying. them a voice. Well, Aboriginal I'm... people. Jesus, mate. It's like asylum seekers. You know, to call them something, they're a group of people who are not in the majority. So they're a group. So I don't shy away from the fact that we're going to be asked to give Aboriginals a voice, a stronger voice than they have. In fact, we're going to do more than that. We're being asked to alter the Constitution to give them a voice. Got hair all over it, unlike mm. my scone. Mm. We should support them. We should help them, just like we everyone do. else within the country, right? Agree. But there was Sorry Day... Was it when Kevin Rudd was yep. Prime Minister back in 2007? Then? then? And eight. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, when does it stop? It's a worry. Hey, um, world sport, mate. We've got to close it because the Masters, that, which is the greatest golf event, in my opinion. Absolute bucket list. Johnny Rum. Saw that. Blind. Did you get on, mate? I might have got on Kemka one, after one round of those, two. Um, those $10 bonus bets, aren't they? Collapse. Oh, a interesting live golf versus this weekend. Um, yeah the PGA stuff. All Rose Lee to Adelaide again oh. for live golf. So are they it. playing at that course where we had that big? They um, are the Grange. The Grange with the Grange. They are. They they're playing there. Yeah, so start third. Robo and I won Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But sure. caused the greatest upset on 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 the turf. Sure, yeah, really. Yeah. Twenty round. Do you know oh, what you nationality is? It was then. And then the Tigers followed it up two days later when you just said, you, you're wasting your time hanging around here for, for a couple of extra days. That's true. It was a nice so weekend, mate. Do you know what nationality Johnny Rahm is? Um, uh, he's, um, he's, he's Mexican, I think. You're right. I didn't yeah. know that. Hey, um, right across the border from Mexico, the NBA playoffs have started, mate. What a start. Actually, he's Spanish, Johnny Rahm. Sorry, he's Spanish. Okay. Close. Yeah. Close. Um, you're getting into it, Shane? No, not sure. The Knicks, mate. No. One up already in their series. Because yeah. um, so, it made the greatest athletes on earth. Nuggets, Nuggets smashed Minnesota. They did, mate. And today, did you see that um, carry on with um, no. the Sacramento Kings and old Draymond Green stomping no. on... Um, oh, really? Um, the the centre for the Sacramento Kings. Oh, no. no. And he's been already out of for two, two games. If, if anyone's still listening, just hold on with us mate, just for another 30 all seconds. All right, we're going we're gonna to get into our, our first footy segment. So, Shano, welcome back, son. Plenty going on in the football world, mate. So I know you don't want to talk about the NBA text, but um, lots going on and we want to discuss 
a number of things, but how could we not start without talking about the gather round? Um, thoughts about that? Oh, like I think it's been a success. I think they've booked it in again for 12 months' time. and uh, For three more years. Three more years. Yep. Um, but I think the concept was it, hearing, from, hearing from some players and coaches that were interviewed, they, they loved the whole carnival feel to it. Yep. So, mate, it's a tick. Outstanding. Fantastic. Every measure, and I'm glad that they've kept it there and not got sucked in and taken it to Sydney or Brisbane where it yeah. would have failed miserably. I thought it was great. How good was the Premier? Outstanding. Yeah. For um, a Labor person particularly. Yeah, he was Macedonian great. too, mate. Is he? Yeah. No, he was great. Oh, it was awesome. And, and you know, now what they're talking about is they've got some, they can do it better. In the, and they're going to announce the oh, date soon. Them, they're going to announce the date soon wow. for next year. So that gives everyone almost 12 months to get their shit sorted. Oh, it's great. Ticked every box for me. Maybe we can go there instead of the bull next year, mate. Maybe we could keep going. Hey? Come back via the bull. Hey? Get over there and come back via the bull. I thought it was great. Go to Port Lincoln. Um, I did notice from a purist perspective, I think it was Norwood. Did you ever play at Norwood? Jesus, no. skinny ground. No. Really skinny ground. But um, no, it was great. Well done to everyone involved and well done to South Australia. Did you enjoy the sound uh, of... The crowd at Norwood when you yeah. could hear the telecast. Yeah, did. just a different yeah. compared Especially to especially that GWS Hawthorne game. Remind me of watching so, games yeah. at the Lake Oval on a Sunday. Oh, that yes. kind of raw. Sound. Except you could hear everyone the in the crowd there, mate. Oh, that was great. Yes, uh, Harry Hibbelberg there, mate, touching it on the line right at the end. It was fantastic because the imp looked like he'd um he'd um he'd scored that goal and he's just about busted his back, Harry. The way he's um gone up to touch that, but. Big tick um, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the way they've made the decision to do it? Or apparently, literally, unilaterally made by the outgoing Gil McLaughlin, mate. Um, Not true. They had a... Absolutely true, mate. And, th- th- and stated an, by your favourite journalist, mate. They had an exec meeting in Adelaide. Mm. And on the Friday, they had all the club CEOs in Adelaide at yep. a convened meeting. And why not announce it to the South Australian public and everyone else that you're going to recommit before you wind it up? No issue. I'm not sure it would pass the governance testing, mate. He's still the CEO. He's allowed to make decisions. Mm. Anyway, it's a tick. It's in. What about the Carry year? On. What about the current season? I'm going to rule the line through about five already, and it's only round five. That's what we normally do anyway. Mm. But you, you could... you that. could. I know we talk about oh, how long do you need to work out whether a team's going to be good, bad, or indifferent. Well, not, could, the question was more around um, the evenness now around outside of the standout premiership favourite, which is Collingwood, which we'll talk about um, later. But yeah. outside of that, um, everybody Your else, opinion, I, I, think, I don't think they're mm, It's a statement. Please discuss. And, and I, don't think, I don't think it's an even season. I think the gap between bottom and top is going to get wider by Queen's birthday and the second half of the season there'll be some horrible fixtures. Yeah, okay, but at the top end of the ladder, yep. um, it's as, I mean, it's as even as, as any time in the past. I don't reckon. Reckon? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I well, don't... You reckon it's standouts? I reckon there's probably three or four, that's it. Yeah, okay. win it. So last year you only thought there was one at this time, and it was Melbourne. No, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, you did. No, it didn't. Was, they, were, they were five and zip. Uh, they ended up being ten and zip, and it was no no one's going to catch them. There's, there's only about ten that can make the eight now, in my view, and four that can win it. Okay, who do you think can win it? Um, Collingwood. So they are the outright favourite. No, no, they're not. Mm. Melbourne are the outright favourite. I think Melbourne can win it, Collingwood can win it, Brisbane can win it, and I still think Geelong will get their act together. Mm. Right now, uh, Brisbane can't win it. 
you know, Geelong won't win it. Uh, Conley with a chance. Um, Melbourne, question marks. They've been very inconsistent. Um, I know they won three games, but it's just the way they've been playing. So based off that comment, Collingwood aren't a clear favourite. Just on those four teams, is there anyone else from outside of that four that, that they went with? Well, Sydney. St Kilda, Sydney. So you reckon St Kilda can win the flag? Well, I think they're a chance right now on current form, yes. Okay. And we're going, so to, we're going to give them more credit. No, but I think there's... Okay. I think the bottom half or bottom third of the comp is pretty average. And I saw one of the, one of the teams I saw um, Saturday night, I think it was Saturday night, there were so many games last weekend, um, same as every other weekend. Well, Bulldogs and Port Adelaide. No, the uh, Gold Coast and Fremantle. Shocking. Fremantle like that was average. Yeah. Was Gold Friday, Coast deplorable. Oh, you guys, well, you guys have been there camp for five years. Oh, I years. have, and we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, it'll come up. Oh, yes, I right. see. Uh, horrible. So there's some teams that will struggle to win another game for the rest of the year. I agree with that. The only chance they'll win a game is if they play each other, obviously, and when they will. But there'll be some, some teams on two or three wins again, unfortunately. And some shouldn't be going backwards, and they are. Yep. And the heat's got to come on. Well, yeah. Um, well, in that theme, we'll jump down to the fact that the Saints and the Bombers would have to be a lock for the top eight now. I'm not convinced yet about Essendon, but... There's a great one on the weekend. So when they beat Collingwood next Tuesday, would you would you change your view then if yep. they go five and one? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yep. Definitely. Yep. So Kilda are a lock for the eight now? Uh, no, not yet. But okay. they're well on the way. I mean, the thing, so if there's only two teams that can come from outside, yep. if you're not saying those two are a lock, so yep. you're saying Port Adelaide and Geelong come in, do you? Yeah. At the expense I, of? I haven't given, well, at the moment, probably at the expense of, of Adelaide. No, I'm still not sold on Carlton. Adelaide. Okay, so Adelaide and Carlton. So that then means, by default, Essendon and Kilda make it. Yeah. Right. Mm. So you're just all over the place, mate. Fremantle, I haven't given up on yet. Well, but you said only 10 teams can make the eight. Yeah, I think 10 right, teams so can make the eight. So now you've already named three from outside. 11 can, can make, make the eight. Right. You are, you've got the ladder there in front of you, mate, and you are dribbling. 11 can nice. make it. But Shane, add some sense <laughs> to this conversation. I'm not sure why you're saying Geelong has still a chance to, as a top four to make, win a grand final. Um, they've won two games. They've beaten West Coast, who have got a half the waffle in their team. Uh, they bet Hawthorne the week before and were struggling the first half. There was no Jerry, Jeremy Cameron. They wouldn't have been in the game. They were nine points down. So they got over them late. They lost to Gold Coast, which I cannot believe they lost to that Gold Coast, how appalling they are. Well, yeah. and they, they've shown nothing else. So right now, I can't see how you say they could be a top four chance to win a flag. You know better but than But St Kilda and Essendon are locked for the eight chain. Do you reckon they are at this stage? Oh, without seeing the rest of their draw, I haven't, haven't checked that out. Um, I think they have to be. I'm they're, shocked they're if he hasn't done any research right for this segment. Do you think they are? I, I wrote the question there. I'm facilitating the conversation between the two of you. Seven. But I would say at four and one, you'd have to have a major fuck up to, to not we make the eight. Excuse me. We're not allowed to swear like that. Sam Groper reckons we don't give St Kilda enough credit, and he's right. They are, they've been outstanding under Ross, and you can say what you like about him. He's already paid back that appointment. There's no way they'd be performing like that and playing that game style with those players out if they're being coached by Ratton. So they no were 8-3 and three at the halfway mark yeah, last year when yep. they re-signed him. Yep. yep. Did they beat Carlton this week, in your opinion? I reckon Carlton are a chance this week to beat them. Where are they playing? At the G or at Marvel? Um, Marvel, okay. Mm, interesting. We'll see. They might lock them up there. Oh, I'd say St. Kilda should be favourite. Hmm. 
Absolutely. Uh, after watching Carlton get destroyed by Adelaide last Thursday or Friday night, whatever night it was. Um, well, Carlton are on top of you. Some questions. Their midfield, they've only their midfield lost half was in the latter half. They're on balls. Half, so their on balls were very sus, very uh, poor performance. That's unbelievable isn't it, how that's changed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they got two key forwards, but yeah, Doherty didn't play. Um, well, there's some more. question marks. Some mm-hmm. question marks on them, and it's amazing how it can change after, you know, one game, two games. But for a team that looked so strong two weeks ago, now they look a bit sus. So I, I'm, I'm not they so... need to respond. If they don't, if they don't win this week against St Kilda, uh, and they're the teams they need to be because obviously they're continuing right now, St Kilda. So if they don't, then there's again question marks and pressure is going to come. The external pressure cool. will have an impact on Carlton's performance. I'm not convinced on your other point about Essendon though. They've beaten Gold Coast. The only can beat who's in front of you. Yeah, they're building momentum. They're reinforcing their game plan. And eight acres. Oh, um, hello. She's going to be a compliment coming for eight acres. No, no, far be it for me to say that. Um, but the reality is that at four and one, mate, it, um, they're building expectation. Oh, they are, and they're having for the competition. That. So Collingwood are playing. Um, they played one of those teams last week, which is St Kilda. Um, they play Essendon this week. So what, why aren't they the clear favourite? Collingwood? Yeah. Oh, I just think that they... Based off who they've beaten. Oh, I just think Melbourne have got... Melbourne are... St- Collingwood's... Yeah, why did Melbourne lose against me? Essendon then? Oh, I think... Especially you if you're just saying Essendon... You're going to drop one occasion. Melbourne. Maybe Melbourne were off. Well, that's not two now. They lost against Brisbane. Yeah, well, that's not bad for. Hey? Brisbane in Brisbane. Who mm-hmm. beaten Collingwood. So I don't know why okay, you well. both dismissed Brisbane. So I'm not, I, I didn't dismiss Brisbane. Shame Brisbane have beaten Melbourne and Collingwood. So... They're just inconsistent. The, 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 the twenty-two have to play team. well all the time for yeah. them to be a chance to win a game. Front runners. They are absolutely front runners. I wouldn't say Collingwood. No leaders. Favorite. So. Oh, Jesus. Do you think Collingwood Premiership favourite, Joe? Oh, it's too early to put anyone that's favourite. Well, you've got to put somebody. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Why? There's always somebody. Go to the go to your your favourite betting portals, text, and I'm pretty sure Collingwood will be favourite. They can do that. Okay. Um, what about the best South Australian team? That's Adelaide, isn't it? No. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Well, they they just beat Port Adelaide two weeks ago. Yeah. At Port Adelaide's home ground. Quite comfortably. And they've come out and destroyed Thanks. Carlton. Why are worrying about the, the betting Carlton Carlton vying for top 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 of the ladder or top mm. four spot and destroyed them. Yeah. Destroyed them and a great win by Adelaide, but yeah. they're not they're not as good a side in my opinion. Should have beaten GWS as Port round one. Five up, lost. They should be four yeah. and one. Port, Port Adelaide fell over the line on Saturday night. Mate. That win by Port Adelaide was as good as you will see. What, the one against the Bulldogs? Yeah. Oh. To, to, to come back and win that game with that club under that pressure. And not only that, anyone who thinks that that team is not playing for that coach must have some um, oh, inefficiencies well, to see. I don't see. think that. I don't think that. I think it was a, a very good win, but not for much else. I don't rate the Doggies either, as you two know, and as our 12 listeners know. They were the team I could never get a read on the start of the year. We discussed this, Bulldogs. I thought that was a great win. Adelaide, terrific. Surprise me. I think Port Adelaide's a better side and will finish higher than them. Okay. Shane? No, Adelaide will finish. Yeah. Okay. I don't really care. No, but I think they'll... Right now, they big chance of making the eight. I'll tell you where there's trouble, though. No one I've got a little more to say on it later. But well, you over. can't have two segments, mate. It's over at Richmond. It's your run, sheet. It's yeah. over at Richmond. It is. There's it no, is. no, no, no. Um, I and we, mate. You, you, you can't build a case for that club 
And the, what was interesting was the narrative of the coach change in a week. The undisciplined stuff is coming to the fore. The ageing list is being exposed. The attitude's not there. The hunger's clearly not there. It's falling down everywhere. Throw in a couple of injuries to Lynch. And the trade at the moment looks poor with essentially giving up pick four at the moment for the GWS boys. It's it's in free fall down there. It's in, and it's actually in free fall off the field as well. Mm. Hang on to your hat for later. Well, why is it in free fall off the You'll field? You'll have to listen to Texas time. Right, okay. I'm not sure that's going to make it to where. Um, <laughs> Shane, put some... Um, some, um, some on Richmond, you have a comment on Richmond? Here you go, mate. <laughs> Uh, it is looking quite questionable for their season. So, um, without Lynch up forward, yeah, the question about who's going to kick the goals. At the same time, Jack Rubot is looking slower. He still kicked four goals on the weekend, um, so he had an impact. Um, they are getting cut up around the stoppages a bit. Hopper and Taranto. Taranto. They've been serviceable. They're not... They're not the players that I thought, and maybe you thought too, Turtle, that they would be for the club. I thought they were good pickups, um, and I thought, you know, early in this before the season, I thought, yeah, they'll be, they'll be going up the ladder, not not the other way. So, um, it is only round five. Yeah, one and a half wins. Um, they've got some gettable wins coming up in the next few weeks. So, um, we'll just wait and see. So it's certainly a question mark. They're certainly not certainly not the top four, top six, but. Uh, they can't. Things well, things can turn around. There's, they so they're, sorry. They're, they're generally lacking leg speed across the whole ground. Mm. There's elements of that, mm. and yeah. And there's know, nowhere to hide. You know, the G. my favourite players like Baker's just been. He's been a superstar. I think he's been a superstar the last few years, but he's some of his his games this year and the way he played on the weekend, it's just incredible. Um, you just need to be another six of him spread across the ground, be okay. So, but just don't have enough of them at the moment. So his leg speed is hurting them. Yeah, I, I think some of that is the way way the games are playing out. I mean, um, that no one thought they looked um, slow in that burst against the Bulldogs, um, or on Saturday night. Oh, sorry, on Friday night against Sydney, that game got lost in the last ten minutes. So, um, yeah, 10, 15 yeah, minutes. Right, yeah, they keep five goals. Right? So, I mean, uh, but having said all of that, um, I, I've got no issues in the way. Um, what they did with the trades. I think that uh, it was a dead set crack at, at, well, okay, we've got all these other good players and, and yes, we've got to have some luck with injury and things like that. Mm. Um, that's now obviously um, um, going to make things more difficult, which is fine because in the meantime, I don't think they've traded their, their future away. I actually think that's really lazy journalism, but I wouldn't, I'm not surprised by that rubbish from um, a knob like Kane Corns and Matthew Lloyd who... Um, just egg each other on in that scenario, but there's there's only two first round draft picks that they that they've given away. Um, they gave up picks 12, 19. 19 is not a first round draft pick; that's a second round draft pick. Um, they gave up pick thirty one, and at the moment, um, the 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 first round pick for this year. So what they've already given up, um, two of those picks have already gone past. There's no issue. The salaries that um they're paying for those guys aren't aren't significant either, mm-hmm. and and then you're going to have Increases in the um, um, the what do you call it the the cap, the, the cap. The total play yeah. so so I don't think they've they've been irresponsible around that I think what's hurt them now is they've got injuries to players they can't afford to like Tom Lynch is our most important player mm. so him being um, hurt and he won't play until you know, around fifteen or sixteen mm. right so mm. so they're going to have to blood 
um, some of these other guys. They had five picks in the top 30 the year before, uh, and they picked a first round a first rounder for the prior four or five years. So we haven't yeah. given that away. So I don't think that's that's the issue. The the question that will uh, that you don't know is how much other people's younger players are going to to rebound. So what they're trying to do is do what pretty much Geelong have done, which is not bottom out like Hawthorne have. So um, will they win the flag this year? It's going to be pretty tough now. Um, can they make the finals still? Possibly. Um, but really now it's give the young blokes a go. Um, but but certainly in terms of the people who took them to the to those three flags, they won't be involved in the next time we're, no, we're probably no, relevant not. again. Definitely not. And they played a lot of young players last year. So I think yeah. they had In that been, final, we had six yeah. um, first-time finals players. Yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. So um, I think the other thing to think about with Richmond, because they were so dominant for four, five years, it's a style of play that we're used to seeing, which is quick ball movement, quick running in numbers. We haven't seen that for 18 months, call it. Oh, they did last year, Shane, because they were the top scorers. Not as what they were, though, in those four years. Like, it was it's different. all the time. It's, it is different, and that's the thing. So we can become a bit more critical, but then you only need a few players that can't do what their previous players used to do, and you just made the comment, the players that won the first, those three grand finals they won't be involved potentially in the next one. So that's natural. Right. So even if they'd lost um, on Friday night, and this is the last comment on this, um, but even though they lost on Friday night to Sydney, had that loss been like two goals instead of seven, I think what you'll find is that um, where they've swung around this year is their defence is actually, in terms of giving up points and some of the other metrics they use to measure mm. uh, defensive output, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's in like the top half dozen. Um, what what they haven't been able to do this year is we're actually the number one team in the in the AFL to score from the defensive fifty mm. right now. We've yeah. and we've only won seven quarters out of twenty or whatever they've been played. So last year they they won a lot of quarters. If you recall, we lost all those close games. So yeah. um, so anyway, it's um, not playing out the way it needs to. One thing I do it's getting a lot of attention is obviously the concussion, the stuff with McCartan a couple of weeks ago. And this is the first time we've been on air since. Um, that took place. Oh, I can't get over this holding the ball rule with four umpires holding the ball and and um, the the holding the forward rule that uh, supposedly with the extra set of eyes were meant to pick up some of this stuff. Some of that I, I, I just about too to, much holding. Or no, no, like balls that they're so inconsistent. Balls that are being uh, coming bobbling out of um, a player's hands sometimes are being paid as incorrect disposal yeah. and at other times it's play on um, and I'm just thinking and then if you pay out at an umpire um, you get the the descent situation your arms up. and then on top of that the, the stuff that's going on with the MRO um, like they have absolutely and I've got no problem with the, the dump tackles the sling tackles the head high stuff um, and they've that they're obviously responding to that very differently um, but the inconsistency around. Did, did what's his name get off tonight? There's some Blake. No, he's got he's, he's got his week. So that's good, week. right? So they, they're pretty much. But the who was it? The Brisbane bloke who who um in or the Gold Coast bloke um who hit hit someone in about the second round got reported, got a week, and then they overturned it. Um and so and the the in the preseason threw down whoever it was. I think the Hawthorne bloke. And mm. now in the main season, that's pretty much what Merritt and a couple of others have copped over the last couple of weeks. So. I just think the AFL are definitely sending that message to Christian around responding to all this stuff that's happening around concussion, which is fine, it's true. but it's just mixed messaging. 
I think your point about the umpiring, we did say at the start of the year, when you had gone from three to four, you're just going to get more inconsistency by default because you've got four people interpreting something that previously was interpreted by three. I did see today that um, Shane McInerney, who holds the record for the number of games, he's got great empathy for the players. Now, he's saying you're seeing players tackle now and not actually want to bring to ground. They also want to tackle and hold. That's what should happen, man. They should just ban the sling. Well, they Whenever might they came up... into the competition, I don't know when, just get rid of the sling tackle. Well, Someone's introduced that at training, and now players are doing that, and they've been doing it for, I don't know, 15 Do you years. Reckon, did you tackle differently to how they tackled yeah, today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We'd, take, we'd go to the ground with the person we tackled. I don't remember ever doing this, grabbing them here from my right side and dumping them on my left side. Let's just you know what, hurt someone. You know what's like, interesting just get about rid that? of it. You want to ban the bump, which is basically out of the game now. You really see ban tackling. Just well, no, ban the tackle. You yeah. know, as a player, when I've got someone trapped, I don't need to throw them down, man. They can't get rid of a handball. They can't. Do it. That's it. Don't yeah. sling them. Have you heard now that these idiot commentators, right, who go from week to week, right, and these are ex players too, so I just can't get over it where they're saying, oh, you know what, the umpire should just make the decision sooner so that before the player throws the guy down. I'm thinking, how hard are we making it for umpires? Oh, exactly. So now they're trying to say the umpire's got to make that split second. They're saying players can work out what they're doing, but umpires, right? no, no, you've got to make that decision. It's unreasonable. So the players learn pretty quick. You just tell them you can't do this anymore. And I reckon by the end of the year, you won't see dump tackles or sling tackles. Exactly right. right. Just bring um, it in. Correct. And the sling. And that's why they should have done this stuff where I'm they, they actually... They, they should suspend on it, on intent, not outcome. They just should well, double the outcome. Now. That's well, what they're talking about. Finally, they're yeah. doing it. That's right? a good move. Yeah, okay. Forget the outcome. If you sling, you're getting whatever. But the problem now is, do anyone really care about the MRO? Because the MRO charges you, and most of the time it gets challenged if you think you're half a chance. And I don't know now, if I see a player in my side get reported, I've got no idea whether they're going to get a fine, they're going to get off, or they're going to get two or three weeks. It's just crazy. Hey, last one on this um, on this segment. Best player in the comp is Jeremy Cameron. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm. he's a superstar. He's a genuine um, superstar. Like considering he was what twenty eight when he came over or whatever from um, GWS, he's um, he has really lifted his game in the way they're playing him. So credit to Six Acres. Well, it's the environment too. If you if you listen to him, he got out of GWS for his reasons and came to Geelong. It was about his lifestyle, and perhaps a similar thing may happen with other players. If the environment's not right for you, and you find the environment that can actually facilitate you to deliver, he's you can oh, see he wouldn't with, be playing you can like see that. With Hopper and Toronto, the environment's really working. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. They're, they're he wouldn't be the player he is today. Has he got twenty for the season? Yeah, It'll be interesting. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever's leading's got twenty. If he's that, leading, that elevates his yeah, impact. Yeah. When you ask the question, is he the best player in a, in a comp right now? Yeah, but like I mentioned, Liam, Liam Baker before, like he's had a super season. He's just been so good. He's been playing back. He's been okay. Play. He's been oh, okay. he's been better than okay, mate. Uh, I'm not saying he's the best Baker. player. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I watch him every week, mate. He's, he's yeah, going. Okay. touches last. Cameron's kicked twenty two. The next two. best is eighteen. Kurnow and then Allen for the Eagles at four. Very hard to stop. Twenty two seven, by the way. That's so accurate. Mm. He's a star. No, he's very hard to stop. Very good, boys. Lovely segment. Morwood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Oh, magnificent goal by Morwood. 
So, Turtle, you put a question to me this week. Two questions. Two big questions, Shana. Which coach is outperforming my expectations? Um, and I never thought I'd be actually saying this person's name, but Brad Scott at Essendon has definitely outperformed. Um, having been out of coaching since mid-2019, um, I, I thought it was a gamble, big gamble for the club to give him an opportunity. Um, especially with the way that club has been managed their previous 10 years in the industry, the um, so-called supplement program of 2012. Um, they were, if I used uh, Jeff Walsh's words, irrelevant in the competition, and they have been for a long time. Um, and to give a guy that was questionable in his last year or two at North Melbourne the opportunity to coach at their level again, uh, I thought it was a big risk. But here we are after five rounds, they're four and one. Uh, I've been critical of their defensive pressure, their structure for a number of years. It's better. They're number two in disposals. They're number one in disposal efficiency. They're number two in marks. They're number two in efficiency inside 50s. They're number eight in tackles inside 50s. Uh, I think one of the key things, one of the other key things about their their structure, their game now, um, and some of these things are basic, but like they're number three, and I don't usually look at these sort of stats, but total distance covered. And if I look at the way they play the game now, they're moving the ball a lot quicker, which then feeds into those stats I just gave previously. So um, last more one-on-ones up forward in the forward half. Um, opposition defence don't have time to actually set up their defensive structure, so it allows them to be more impactful on the scoreboard. So they're averaging nearly 13 marks per game inside 50s. They average 28 shots on goal, um, slightly favouring the goal side, 14.4 um, average per games for goals. Um, their intensity, I think, has changed from the previous years. Um, you know, we touched on St Kilda before. I think that's something I like about St Kilda that we haven't seen for a while. I think structurally they look better. I think that the thing that we also, that I'm observing with Essendon is they, he's got buy-in. He's got buying from the players, and that's really powerful. And it's impressive that he's able to do that in such a short period of time. So, so how's it? But I guess the question so that's all all makes sense, and that's a lot of that's coming through in what the way they're playing. Mm. But um, is that w- were you not expecting that from someone like Brad Scott, based off his background and history coming in? No, the games the game changes and changes, and we've heard it. I've heard it. I'm sure you guys have heard it too. That. It can change every four, every two to four weeks within a, a season, like the game, the the, yeah. the tactics and all that sort of stuff. So for a guy that's been out of the comp for court three and a half years, not coaching, been involved with uh, the AFL and running AFL Victoria, um, to then step back into it, well, I'd say he's obviously kept his hand uh, or his gun. Smoking. Well, yeah, smoking, well, I guess. But he was still involved in the game. With, yeah, the game, but not coaching, not purely no. coaching. So he obviously has a passion for it, to get back into it. He said at the start of the, when they uh, appointed him as coach, he loves building relationships. You can see that, as I just mentioned, there's there's buy-in within the group. I think it's super powerful and, and impactful. I know we see this performance so far at this stage of the season uh, at a high level. Yes, they've only, they haven't beaten a lot of top clubs yet, but what we're seeing right now uh, makes for an interesting game next Tuesday. So 
what you thought he might deliver versus what Ross Lyon has delivered versus what you thought he might deliver, you still think Brad Scott's been more impressive than, than Ross Lyon for you? Yeah, because okay. I think he, yeah, what Ross Lyon has brought to St Kilda hasn't surprised me because I thought that's what he'd do. Mm. Okay. So therefore, enough. that's why I've gone Brad and not Ross. Okay. St Kilda's equally as impressive from a defensive point of view, structure point of view, their offensive ability to score quickly. The young kids are, are taking another step under under Ross. And they've had a number of key players that have been out too. But you know, so, my, so my only comment would be is I reckon that um, what they're doing from an offensive point of view, they're actually okay. So if you if you remember that their ability, their biggest issue was being able to stop big run on and goals, um, defensive um, response to turnovers. So if they cocked it up going forward, their ability to stop the opposition going back the other way. And he's obviously brought some defensive integrity to the way they play. Um, and I can't remember him being like that. As an um, from North Melbourne, to be honest, I, I can't I honestly can't remember what his endearing features were as a coach back mm. in North. But fifty percent, but, but certainly, lost. shut up, mate. But 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 essentially, <laughs> um, Essendon were still pretty strong even before. Uh, who was their coach before um, Ben Rutten? Was that um, um, um Worsfold? It was Worsfold, right? So yeah. I think that they were starting to get offensive. Um, Capability um, at different stages, so he's been able to build on that, but but um, create a foundation around defence, which has been which has been good. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. What about the opposite to that? The the biggest underperformer. It pains me to say this, but Stuart Jew, the cold post. I think there's question marks now on his ability to coach that group. Uh, he's been there for how long now? Five. I'm going to guess. I, I, I'm going to look it up. Didn't look at that enough. stat, so yes, I didn't do my... Uh, long enough. Yeah. I'll a tirade on this particular issue as well, mate. Well, it's mate, yeah, they've had big losses to the Swans, 49 points, Saints, 53 points, Essendon, 28 points, and they were in the game a little bit against Essendon. Uh, they bet Chalong, which pff, I don't know how the hell they did that. Uh, and what I, what I witnessed on Thursday or Friday night when they played Fremantle, it was just a close game, yes. Uh, they were just appalling. I didn't well, they s- had that game. Uh, but so they've, they've given just up, the so. basics of the game. They just yeah. weren't doing. And it, we're talking about professional players who get paid. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant what they get paid. They're professional players. They do it day in, day out. And for where they are right now, they've won one game out of five, and they've been belted a couple of times. Had opportunities against Fremantle, but what I saw in the last forty-five minutes of play against Fremantle was just appalling. They are regressing as a club. They are regressing as a team. Their ability to play to any structure, if Stewie's got structure in place, they are not doing that. So therefore, they are not going to change their outcomes. And I, you being with me, and I go, I like what I'm starting to see from Gold Coast. But what I saw on the week, what I saw on the weekend, as I said, was just horrible. That group is not up to it. They will finish on the bottom of the ladder. And the question is, as I said before, is Stewie now the right person to coach this group? They won't finish on the bottom of the ladder. They will. I don't. North Melbourne and West Coast will finish below them, mate. No, no. North North Melbourne are already on two wins. Yeah. So Gold Coast will be on two when they beat North Melbourne. This they week. will not beat North Melbourne. I tell you, they are the worst team that I've seen. Have a little side bet on that one this year. We'll have they a side are the worst on the North... team that I have seen okay. play the game. So do you reckon? And it could be just a one-off. I get it. I get it. But right now. They are underperforming. Stewie Jew, as a coach, is underperforming. All right, last question on that. More than 
what Freo are underperforming versus the expectations they had? Yeah. Um, yes, I think so. I think Freo, I don't think Freo had the, um, they're not the same team as what they were 12 months ago. So yeah, but why? From, from a player point of view. I think well, what's changed, changed from a player point of view? A number of players have left the club and come to Victoria. Um, Corey Lobb was a big loss. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, talk about underperforming. Oh, my God. So, anyway. They, he's he's tearing are, it up for the Bulldogs, mate. That's a massive loss. Well, yeah. they, they are one-dimensional, the, um, the Dockers. Um, he, he can lock them down, but he can't. they can't play forward, so... Um, they're not very efficient going forward, so yeah. they're probably... It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I, I mean, think... We could, have, we could have picked a few coaches, but, um, you know... No, no, it's, it's against where we thought... The, the, sorry, the, the question was... I mean, yeah, always someone's overperforming and someone's... Correct. Uh, sorry, someone's performing and someone's not performing, but this is... The question was more around who's overperforming against the expectation versus who's underperforming versus right. what we thought they'd be. Yeah. Um, I... I, I I find it interesting. I would have, if I had to pick it, I would have, I would have picked the, the two that I threw up as as alternates to yours. But um, good reasoning. Uh, well, Fremantle, I think, uh, are underperforming versus the expectation more so than Gold Coast. Because okay. if you think about where you thought Gold Coast were going to be, you never thought they'd make the eight. No, right? no. So all. they're not going to make the eight. Whereas you thought Freo would make the eight. Yeah. And they're not going to make the eight. Um, Maybe. They won't make the eight, mate. <laughs> right, and they nearly made top four last year. So they're going backwards at a, a fair slippage, right? In terms of overperforming, I still reckon St Kilda um, versus what we thought, and with the injuries, uh, are are the the best performing team versus the expectation we had for them at the start of the year. I think they've been great. Yeah, um, but again, we go back to what you mentioned before eight three halfway last year. So they had the makings of they didn't need too much. Um, but they didn't finish at A3, mate. They were 11-11. No, I know, but A3 halfway. So there was, was a lot of big downers on their, on their list. Right? But your I point think is, if they are A3 again under Ross, nothing's really changed yet. Nothing's changed. Yeah, well, that's what we were saying earlier. So well, as you can see in their play, their style Coach. definitely changed. It's they're not good. great to watch, but who cares in terms of the style? Oh, no, they're oh, okay. I disagree. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, they are. Exactly, good mate. It's, it's good to have you back, Coach. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! I'm a, I'm a little wound up, just about two things, and we've covered them off, sadly, in the earlier episodes because it's so obvious it's obvious to us segments earlier segments it's obvious to us little alone our listeners so just quickly on the gold coast a footy club that i'm not sure there's a way out for the footy club um there hasn't been a successful sporting outfit on the gold coast stuart jew just presents poorly it speaks poorly presents poorly I saw that side on the weekend against Freo actually put up the white flag and they've done nothing. And I look at who's around Stuart Jew. Um, they've lost their chairman, Tony Cochran. He's gone away. You've got um, Stephen King. I think you've got Reece Shaw doing development. They're just, there doesn't appear to be, forget on field in terms of playing capability. They are a side. If the AFL had real common sense and governance, and I don't say this lightly, you would not persevere with the Gold Coast. 
I know the AFL will never do that because I'll say it's a grey market, but you would not continue to throw bad money at a club in an environment like that that has got all, all these things going against them. And what they're dishing up is just appalling. Crowds are not going to watch them at home. Crowds are not going to watch them away. And they're horrible to watch. So I think um, the next challenge for the AFL is who are they going to convince to go and actually get involved in the club, whether that be a player or a coach or a sponsor. So they are horrible. You're but, trying to be a bigger shock jock than Kane Corns. No, 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 I'm not. I've been banging on about this for a while, and you two are starting to turn the corner. But I do want to talk about Richmond because... We've joked about it for a while, but now the chickens are coming home to roost. It is a club in free fall. <laughs> and I mean that, in free fall. So you guys spoke earlier, without my intervention, about how they kind of just tried to top up and do perhaps what Geelong had done, which is probably not working for them. What I saw on the weekend was that undisciplined stuff come back to the fore, and the coach called that out. So I think the coach defends his players and all that, but... When you've got players giving away 50-metre penalties, again, at critical points, the hunger's definitely gone. Definitely gone. The senior group, like Rewalt and Cochin, etc., their best years are behind them. And the kids that are coming through are either not yet ready or just not good enough. But the bigger worry is, outside of that, they've lost their president or chairwoman or whatever they call it, so Peggy O'Neill, gone. Benny Gale, been around the club a long time, clearly going to get the nose put out of joint. Something toxic about him because he's not seemed to be getting a run at the AFL. All indicators are he won't hang around at Richmond. Well, what are those indicators? Where are you getting that information from? Well, it's, start, it's starting to, it's well, starting to be said. From, well, it's been, been quoted that he's got aspirations. You know what it's like. He's got aspirations for other things, and when he doesn't get them, he's not going to hang around in a place that's in free fall. Um, well, and well, the coach what are the himself, metrics that you're using that, to, to claim that they're in free fall? What well, metrics are you using? It's, I say free fall. It's their turn to go backwards. They're no, going to clearly go backwards. No, so, but what are the metrics? Well, when you're indicating, so you're talking on field or off field? Both. Right. Well, so what are the off field? Well, metrics look at the turnover off field. Chair, chair, chairwoman gone. Yeah. Anyway else? CEO going to go. No, it hasn't gone anywhere. Coach been there ten years and yeah. starting to get prickly. So you want to be very careful, Richmond Footy Club, that they don't end up like Kevin Sheedy was at Essendon and like Alistair Clarkson was at Hawthorne. So I think there's lots of bad signs for them. And now they've got to just suck it up for the rest of the year. But they're playing poor footy. The hunger's not there. The discipline that I've called out for a while is not there. And I really do think that it, it is genuinely the end of an era. So I'm not saying it to wind you up. I think it's genuinely an, an end of an era. Similar to this Th thing. They are like a three-day loaf of tip-top, mate. They are going stale. They are in some <laughs> trouble. So hang on to your hat. Gold Coast, Richmond, it's over. Season 2023 pales in significance. To both. Shana, you got anything to say? No. <laughs> Good text. Let's start working on next on the next episode's version, mate. That was dribble. Tex, you've wound me up now, mate. I want to send you off home, so fucking tell me what we're talking about here, mate. I'll tell you what we're acknowledging this week. We're acknowledging my daughter's 19th birthday today. So happy birthday to her. And happy I'll birthday, tell you, Junior Tex. No, I'll tell you what's fantastic. happening this week. This is what's happening this week. Junior, 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 Texina, yes. Millie, yes. plays her 50th game this week. Oh, magnificent. Away, in the away strip. Right, and where are they playing? Q Comets at Q, St James Park on Sunday, her Oof. 50th game. Oof. You've got to be there too. Okay. What time? This is a public invite, 3pm. She'll run through the banner. Tiger's going to come down there, mate. 
It's a good afternoon. St James so Park in Good Kew. afternoon. We've Tiger down there, mate. So we're up and about Remind for me, Millie's mate. 50th. We're a chance. Against the Q Comets. What are you doing on that day? The Q Comets. Q Comets? Yeah. And spoke at the time. I'll be an innocent bystander. Because the league have got a rule. jumpers, right? Don't know. Never seen them. They're the Hawthorne jumpers. We've never played them. I'm just telling you. Um, good team. They, they Victoria, have good girls. Victoria teams, Park. St James Park. Q. Oh, yeah. St. James Park. St. James Park. Two comments. That's their ground. Victoria Park. Yeah, St. James Park. St. Oh, nice, James Park. Nice I don't know where it is. That's what nice I meant, Shuttle. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, St. James Park's... Oh, yeah, I know where they're playing. That's oh, good, a, good. It's it's a a magnificent the invitation's there to both of you if you could be there and support her in her quest to get her hands on it. Um, but what we are doing is we're getting ready for the bull. We're just loosening Boy. up the larynx and the tricks Did just being... He was just getting very Was tough. he at Tarang, was he? He was at Tarang uh, for the Tarang Cup, mate. On his way to Warrnambool. Hey? Just sissing out how many well, cans just, it is. He was there. He was at friggin' Eden Hope the week before. Uh, all the other places where they do hurdles. There'll be more hurdles on this week. I saw a couple of hurdles at Pakenham on that Yeah, on the it's coming right? into the season. Mm, it is. And perhaps we do need to seriously talk to Mick, the bus driver, and see if well, perhaps there's a transportation opportunity. You know when they, they do the election... They take the, the party bus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could have the coach and text bus. I'm not sure it, it'll get there if Mick's driving <laughs> it, mate. That's the problem. Uh, is he lucid? Is he still lucid? Oh, he's hanging in there. Hey? He's, 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 he had a big St. Pat's Day and he's, he's got over the Catholic Easter. Well, you ran with that last last episode. He's going okay. Have you, you spoke to him since last episode? No. Has he texted you or anything? No. Mm. We need his view on the blue bag is what his thoughts are. He'd be a good one to speak to, actually. I'll touch base with him between now and the bull. Well, my concern is that if Mr Flynn gets on that bus, there won't be much room for anybody else, and the buffet that they would normally make available on the bus could be destroyed. He He's not... <laughs> I, I spoke to I spoke to Mr Flynn. I spoke to Mr Flynn today. He is not in any way convinced. He's not on the Crows bandwagon yet. He's not a, he's not a Matthew Nix fan, and he wants to wait. Knows wait. his footy, wants to wait. You don't want to use that word in the same sentence. I know he doesn't wait that. often, but he wants to wait. <laughs> oh, he might. <laughs> so, um, uh, no chance of getting him on the bus. Well, he'd he'd be down at the bull, but he's busy up there in uh, in Brisbane now, in the new digs. I'm not sure we spoke about this particular tweeter. Yeah, um, a couple of weeks ago, mate. The, the Ferrari. Uh, the Ferrari driver. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what's going on with Rob, but. <laughs> There's been a couple of um, newspaper articles around the construction industry, and he says it's the market, it's the market, and he's been saying that for years. So perhaps it's just the market, and things are coming off. But the Ferrari driver is going beautiful. Haven't heard from. Uh, what about the sand groper? Did you run into him at the gym? Well, no. Is he, is he but, but I'll tell you what he did. I haven't shared this with you because I, I choose not to share anything, but I did duck over to the West last week on the advice of the sand groper. He was my little, uh, gave me a little bit of an itinerary to put together. And oh, is that uh, where you took Dirty Tech Centre? I headed over to the West, mm. highly recommended, four days, did a tour of Optus Stadium, mm. went to the Wacker, had a look at the Wacker. Um, How's the Optus? Fantastic. Huge. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, really good. And they You've did been it. there before though, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. They actually... Have you seen a game there? Yeah, I saw Collins win a uh, loser final there. Um, That's a shame. It's a great atmosphere. It really is. And and I'll tell you what, for those people, for those people... <laughs> Who did we lose to? West Coast. 
thought we'd been by a point. I don't think no, we played they, Fremantle we, in the we final. We lost the first final to them over there when we then re-met them in the grand final. I'll tell you one thing for our listeners. Oh, yeah. If you're going over there, did you know this? I didn't know this. They don't fill out the ground. So it's got a capacity of 60,000. They don't fill it. And what I learned on the tour is if you're going over there as a supporter, contact whoever's home game it is, West Coast or Fremantle, and you will be able to upgrade your seat to a box experience. So you, if you're going to go over there, you might as well spend you know, several hundred dollars on your seat rather than a mm. hundred. But they don't fill the joint. An outstanding venue, great city, love to go back, good, loved everything about it. What about um, the Waffle Frenchman, um, our latest tweeter, Hell There? Did he? Um, did you run into him? No, you I didn't there, run into him. Actually, didn't, you didn't get out to the castle. No, I didn't get out to the farm. I wasn't there mm. long enough. Um, what about Dush from the Bush? He'd be hey. actually looking forward to the. He wants to do. A, he wants us to do a, a live broadcast from um, from Lords Mate for the one-off test uh, World Series test challenge. He's not the, going, is he? The Dush go. Uh, no, not that I know. No, no. no. That's he, a that's a he's, one-off. He's at his home country at the moment. Oh. And he'll be back end of the month. How did they go in their grand final? Down at um, I don't know. Don't yeah. know, mate. They didn't win, mate. Oh, otherwise, we would have heard about it. Not if he's bowling slow, no, medium, slow, medium, Addies. smack me over cover bullshit. <laughs> he's home, home, home country being India, you mean? Kim yes. Jong? Yeah, have right. you heard from Kim Jong? Kim Jong? Oh. Uh, no. no he's, he's been unwell. Well. No, yeah. well, his wife's not well. Oh, oh he was. Oh, okay, well, well let's just talk about everyone's personal yeah. life on here. No, no, he's hearing. He's hearing. So, why don't we just talk about. um? No, seriously, Kim Jong. But, mate. His hearing's no yeah, good. I'm, you know why? Because there was that big, loud thud when Carlton came back to earth. It's burst his eardrums. That's what's wrong with King John. <laughs> okay, that's good text. You, you were working up on that one, Yeah, mate? I worked yeah, on that yeah, for a while. That's good, mate. All right, well, listen. The next time you hear from us, it'll be from the bull. Rug up, Shana. Um, trickster, and we could have um, Huey's cousin. Daniel involved. Bowman. Could Group be the... one winning trainer. Live on the Coach and Tex. Apparently wants to talk to you, t- you Shane. So, Can't anyway, wait. we are very excited, a- mate. And the sponsors, the Warnable Jip Rock Tech. <laughs> yeah, just frothing. Um, and we'll be carbooling. All right, magnificent, mate. All the way down there. <laughs> I like Look that. forward How to seeing you down there. Oh, magnificent. See you, boys. Bye.